Welcome back to That Girl. As always, I'm so glad you're with me today. I am finally getting ready to record again. You guys, I know I have shared before how much I have a love-hate relationship with technology. It is such a blessing in so many ways, but when it doesn't work, boy, is it frustrating. And <laughs> I have to tell you guys, I recorded last week and got it all done, and I was so excited to share it, and I always go back and listen to the podcast before I share it, just in case if there's any glitches or, you know, anything is wrong with it. I like to listen to it first to make sure that you guys aren't getting anything crazy. And um, I put my earbud in, went to listen to it. My little intro started and then it was radio silence. And I, well, I was, I was about in tears because I was like, oh no, my internet um, at the house has been, had been, not wanting to work, and it was kind of in and out, and I thought, well, I'll just record it using, you know, my cellular data or internet or whatever, and anyway, long story short, it was not enough to support it, and so it did not record, even though it looked like it had recorded. I was so disappointed, and then for the next few days um our internet wasn't working and we had to call and you know the whole nine yards so anyway here I am Tuesday morning finally able to uh get this podcast this episode out to you today and I'm so excited because it's been brewing inside of me for over a week now so here we are and I'm so thankful so yay for technology yay for when it actually works because it really is such a blessing so this week, I really wanted to kind of piggyback off of um, the one, my episode from last week, uh, which was entitled, Where You At? And um, just talking about getting into church and finding a church and um, not only going to church, but uh, doing what you're called to do while you're there, being in ministry and serving and all of that. So if you haven't listened to that episode or you haven't been able to, I encourage you to um, go back and, and listen to that one. Um, this one, I am going to kind of piggyback off of that uh, only slightly just because I think it really goes with it and it's such an important topic um and you guys know I like to bring you as much truth as I as I possibly can so um today really I want to talk about the I think when 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 people say this they they mean it um with good intentions and it's said with a a heart that means it and like I say with good intentions but a lot of times you'll hear people say things like well, I don't really care uh, where you go to church as long as you're going to church. Whether they're talking about a family or a friend or just people in general. I don't care where they go to church just so long as they go to church. Now, while in theory that sounds good and sounds nice, yes, you should go to church. Um, is it really okay or good for us to 
just go to any old church, you know, we drive up and find a church and walk in and that's our church. Is that really how it should be? Is it really, does it really matter what you're hearing, what you're listening to, what the pastor is preaching, what is happening there? Does that matter? Should we uh, pay attention to or care about what is being shared every single Sunday where we are spending our time or where we are going to call our church home? Is that important? Well, one scripture that I feel like really um, hits home for me is found in Matthew 6 verses 22 through 23. Because what we have to remember is, yes, <laughs> first of all, it is important that we find a church. That it's not just any old church. God has, believe it or not, God has called you to a specific church. And 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 that's not me saying uh, unless you come to 180 Church, you're not doing the right thing. I, I don't mean that because you know what? There are many wonderful churches out there. And isn't that great that we have that, that there are options that fit with our personalities and our gifts and our talents. And, and God places people in specific people's lives for a reason and for a purpose. And we know that. I talk to you guys about that constantly. But it really still goes along with where you go to church and even more even more than finding your church family that is secondary to what is the pastor preaching and teaching every single week because if that is spot on and where god has you then that church family and that serving and all of that that will fall in line because many many times I'm taking a side journey here. <laughs> Many times I have heard people say that they can't, they that they feel burnt out or they are not agreeing with the pastor or, you know, uh, whatever might be going on, but they don't leave the church because their friends go there or because, you know, they've been there for so long and they just feel like they, they can't leave or can't move on. And... You know, maybe for a season, uh, because this is very much between you and God. And I do think maybe for a season, you are called to stay. You are called to uh, be where you are and maybe work through some things. Because listen, pastors are human, right? They are not perfect. No one is, only Jesus is, and no one can take that place. So pastors are not perfect. They will not get it right every single time. However, when you hear truth, your spirit knows truth. So it lines up with that truth. And as long as your spirit is lining up with the, the word of God that's being preached and taught every single Sunday, then you know this is where I'm supposed to be. But if you're hanging on for dear life because your friends go to church, is that really doing you any good? On the flip side, if you're going somewhere and you don't even understand what is being taught or you're like, this is, I really don't feel like this is truth or my spirit is not lining up with any of this. This isn't helping me change my life. I, I can't grow. I, I, I'm not learning anything. I, I disagree with a lot of these things. Don't you think that that's probably not where God would have you to be? So that leads me into, let's get back to, to scripture here. Matthew 6 verses 22 and 23. 
And it says here, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So what I first of all want to say here is when we are talking about your whole body will be full of light, what that means is, is your body will be full of understanding. So your eye is the lamp to your body, what you're seeing, what you're listening to, what you are are taking in. That is your eye. And your whole body will be full of light and understanding if you are hearing correctly. But if your eye is bad, if what you're seeing and hearing and listening to and taking in is bad, then your body will be full of darkness. Therefore, if the light that is in you is actually darkness, how great is that darkness? What what this is saying here is that if you are going to church... And what is being, and what, okay, yes, we're talking about going to church here, but let's also tag that with if the music that you're listening to, if there's a pastor online that you like to listen to, if there's a podcast that you like to listen to, if you are filling yourself up with things that are other than the truth of God's word, how great is that darkness? How great is it? Because the reality is, is you are thinking that it's light. You are gaining understanding, but if it's not true understanding of the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and everything that goes along with that, how great is that darkness within you? Because do we not share what we know? Do we not resemble uh, what we are listening to? Do we not begin to walk out what we hear and what we listen to and how our faith is growing? So if it is actual darkness, but we think it's light and our understanding is not correct, how great is that darkness? I hope that you can kind of see what I'm trying to say there and what the scripture is saying here, because that is why it is so important to be going to a church that is speaking truth. And you might be thinking, okay, well, what is that then? What, what, what should I be looking for? Well, are you learning about Jesus? Jesus, all day long, Jesus. That's it. If you are not learning about Jesus, then you are not in the right place. Can I be so bold to say that? Because the Old Testament is Christ concealed the New Testament is Christ revealed. What am I what do I mean by that? What I'm saying is is that there's nowhere you can go in scripture that it's not about Jesus ever. And anything and everything that you learn should always 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 point you back to Jesus. Always. Because he is the end all be all say all. He is our Lord and Savior. He is your Savior. If it wasn't so, and if he wasn't it, then why would God send him to us to save us from ourselves and from eternal damnation? I mean, really. So 
It's important that what we are listening to and how we're growing and the things that we're feeding ourselves is lining up with what God has for us and what Jesus says. Because in John 14, 6, this is Jesus talking. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus isn't saying here, I'm a way, as in I'm one of the ways, or I'm one of the truths, or I'm one of the lives that you can live. No, no, no. There is no other way. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's it. There is no other truth other than Jesus. There is no other way other than Jesus. It's not by your works. It's not by your doings. It has nothing to do with you. So if there is anywhere that you are going or listening to that is that is making you feel as though it's up to you to save yourself, it's wrong. And I'm going to tell you that right now. That is a that is straight from the pit of hell. There is no other way other than Jesus. So the, we can't listen to things. We can't fill ourselves up on things other than knowing the, the saving knowledge and the truth of Jesus. That's it. There is no other way. There is no other life. And there is no other truth. And there are many things that um, nowadays, and I, I, you guys know I'm not afraid <laughs> to say what I think. And I, I, that's why I love having my podcast because I want to share what I feel is, is the truth. And, you know, there's a lot of pastors out there nowadays that want to shy away from what is happening in our world because they don't want to cause division or they don't want to upset anybody. They don't want to offend anybody. They don't want to frighten anybody. There's all these excuses as to why pastors are not standing up and being bold and courageous in these last days. And don't you think that the devil would want us to sit down, shut up and be quiet and not speak the truth? Of course he would. Of course he would. He doesn't want pastors sharing the truth about what's actually going on in our world. And if you are listening to anything, anything that tries to tell you that what is happening in our politics, that what is happening in our schools, that what is happening in our world doesn't have anything to do with the end times or things that have been foretold and prophesied for thousands of years, they are dead wrong. And the reality is, is they are not taking their place as they should to be teaching and preaching the truth of God's word. Because God, he is the one that has revealed and unfolded to us exactly what is happening right now. Because this world, Satan is setting up his system for the Antichrist. And I know I'm getting heavy here for a second, but that's the truth. We have to stop sugarcoating everything as Christians. We have to stop tiptoeing around the truth. And I surely don't need a pastor that is that, that refuses to speak the truth. I, I don't want that. And I don't want that for you. Because the reality is, is things that we don't know the truth about, then we fear them. We fear it when we don't know the truth. When we know the truth, there is no fear. Because truth and love and Jesus drives that fear away. Because we know who wins. 
So when you know the truth and you can see things for what they actually are, why would I be afraid of that? If God already told me the things that are happening right now, why would I fear it? I don't have to. I don't have to be afraid about what's going on. But there's so many, so many churches and pastors and people that are just shying away from it all, either because they're not taking the time to learn it themselves, to research it themselves, to dig deeper themselves, but it's all about tiptoeing around because we don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to frighten anybody. I don't want to go that deep. And it's like, listen, that is not what God has for us. And you guys know I share this so much. Jesus is not worried about whether you are offended or not by his truth. He is. He tells us. We just said that. I am the truth. The truth. So there is no other truth. There is nothing else that we can tiptoe around and try to pretend that it's something else and it's really not a big deal and let's just focus on this and, you know, we block that out. Don't talk about that. We only talk about this and it's like, stop, stop. If we don't start calling things out for what they are, then you better believe it's going to continue to get darker and darker and darker. But we are called to be the light and we need that light. And what is that light? That light is the understanding. The light is the understanding. Well, how do you get understanding? Learning the truth of God's word. It all goes together. And we learn again here in 1 Thessalonians Five, and I'm going to start in verse three. And I, I have shared these scriptures before, but man, as I was just t- talking to God this morning, he brought this back to me again. And it's just, I said, wow, God, it's so good. And I, I just have to share it. So I'm going to start first Thessalonians five, verse three. It says, for when they, they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, but you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. It says, but you, brethren, are not of darkness. You are not of darkness. When you have received Jesus, you are now called the sons of light. And what is that light? It's the understanding of the truth. And it says that we have to be of the light, that it would not, that day, that day would not overtake us. There is nothing that can overtake you when you stay in the light. What is the light? It's understanding. What is that understanding? It's the truth of who Jesus is. Let us not sleep as others do. What does that mean? We cannot be blind. We cannot stay in the darkness. When you receive Jesus, you're not in darkness. You're not blind to what's going on right now. You have the Holy Spirit. You do. When you receive Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit within you. So when you hear truth, your spirit immediately connects to that truth because your spirit knows truth. It already knows it. Why? Because it's God. Of course it knows the truth. 
So when you hear it, you're not afraid of it. You're not scared of it. You're not offended by it. No, because you know it's true. You know it's truth. So why on earth would we go to a church or listen to a podcast or listen to a pastor that does not speak truth into our lives that we wouldn't gain the wisdom and the knowledge that God is telling us that we need to be gaining in these last days that we wouldn't stay in the darkness, that we wouldn't sleep. Listen, everyone else around you might be sleeping, but you are not to sleep right now. You are not blind to the truth because the reality is, is you know the truth. Whether you walk in that truth or live out that truth, that's up to you. But God has laid it out before us. Not only has he given it to us in his word, but he speaks it into your heart, speaks it into your spirit every single day. It's up to us. It's up to us. To make sure that what we are hearing and uh, partaking in is truth. And that's Jesus. Listen, you guys, we do not have enough time. We know that he's coming soon and we cannot tiptoe around and stay where we're at and kind of walk around the truth and it's okay and that's okay. It's like, no, no. If there was ever a time to be bold and courageous and stand up for the truth of Jesus Christ, it's now. It's now. He needs you. It's not enough to just say it doesn't matter where you go to church as long as you go. It's not enough. That is not enough. You have to have a mighty foundation. And that foundation, as we learned last week, It starts with you reading your Bible. It starts with you beginning to trust God more and more and then finding a church to link arms with that is also speaking the truth that lines up with you. That way you can link arms. That way you are learning and growing. That way you can start serving. That way you start being the light in the darkness. Do you see how that all goes together? How can I bring light if I don't have light? How great is the darkness that is within me if it's not the understanding of Jesus? There are churches out there that are for you. There are. And it's not about so many things that churches have made it out to be nowadays. Of course, we want a nice building and we want good music and and we want all of those things. And I know that God has gifted people to work together to make those awesome things. But when it gets down to brass tacks, it's about the saving knowledge of Jesus. And is that what you are learning? Is your pastor bold enough to speak truth to you about what is happening in these last days? Are you learning and growing about end times? Are you learning and growing your relationship with Jesus that you're sharing it with others? Or are you still laying to the wayside, still unsure and not real positive how to walk your your Christian life out or how to share uh, the knowledge of Jesus? It might be time to reevaluate. And I don't mean that you need to leave or think that any other pastor is bad or wrong or, or, or whatever. That's not my job. I'm not judging any of that. But you can because that's between you and God. God has a place for you, but it's up to you to find it. 
God will show you and he will lead you just like he does in every other area of your life. He will because he has a place for you. In every area of your life, he has a place for you. He has a calling for you in every area. But it's up to us to find it and and ask him. But we've got to be bold. We've got to have the courage to maybe step out to, to do and be and go where God has us. Listen, you guys, I know that some of that might seem a little bit heavy, but it doesn't have to be. It's exciting. We get to be the light and have the truth and the understanding of Jesus. That's who we get to be while we are here on this earth for such a time as this. So can we not link arms together? Can we not spread the gospel farther and wider than it's ever been before? That is up to us. So as always, I invite you to come to 180 Church in Sterling, Illinois, any Sunday, 10 a.m. I would love to see you there. God has a place for you because he loves you so much and he's coming soon. So it's up to us to take our place. You guys, I hope you've been blessed by this message. I hope you can share this message with others that might need this same message. I hope that you guys have a great rest of your week. It's Christmas time. Hallelujah. It's the best time of the year and I hope that you are enjoying every single second. I'll see you here next week at That Girl.